Born in Nashville, Tennessee, and raised in Huntsville, Alabama, Jesse Murph's unique voice brings a sugar-coated grit to her dark, moody, R&B-influenced pop persona. At just 19 years old, Jessie has already collaborated with artists like Diplo and Maren Morris, and her single Nothing Else Matters was featured on the last Fast X soundtrack alongside artists like Skrillex, Lil Durk, and Kodak Black. She also recently made her TV debut on Jimmy Kimmel Live, performing her latest single, Wild Ones, featuring Jelly Roll. the song Wild Ones, Jesse Murph and Jelly While most artists are easy to classify when it comes to the genre of music they make, Jesse draws on influences from multiple genres, which makes it hard to put her in a box. Some would even say she has built her own. This is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Jesse Murph. Here's Eric Zachary. Jesse Murph, what is up? How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You must be just like Cloud9 buzzing. Uh, the Cowboys and Angels tour. Yeah, I saw the, the promo you put out for this. I think that was like, what, back in May? Very like movie theater trailer promo of what's to come. Have you gone back and watched that since the tour started? I've watched it a couple times. I I love that video. It's very cinematic. Um, Yeah, dude. It's, I mean, it's cool. It gives you goosebumps because, you know, leading up to this a couple months, I know you're playing festivals. You play Lollapalooza, you play uh, Outlands, um, but it's not quite the same when it's not your own show, when everyone there knows, you know, all the the lyrics. Um, Drowning came out in February. to know right off the bat they leave that that's a jolene reference right a little bit am i it hearing a little indeed. dolly okay yeah you're hearing a little dolly dude yeah i, I want to make sure because uh, you know the proper introduction i had written out and typed and trying to be all, all professional here was um genre bending you hear that a lot when you hear a lot of artists that are not only masters at what they do but also kind of blend between different genres I'm kind of in this mind belief now that although genres will always have a place and an importance, um, it's not what it used to be. You didn't, you're not classified as a hip hop artist, as a country artist, as a pop artist anymore. And you're quite literally the definition of that. So I wanted to ask you what you think the definition of a genre means today in 2023 in today's music. Yeah, I mean, it's different for everybody for sure. But I don't know. I personally think that genres are just unimportant, especially to me. I think that well, let me take that back. I think they're important because you grow up listening to all these separate genres. Mm-hmm. And then I just started to like mix them because I have such a deep love for like multiple genres and yeah. you can really hear that in my stuff. But yeah, I'm grateful for genres, but I'm definitely would say I'm genre bending. Genre bending. I like that. And I mean, that's uh, apparent too in your collaborations too. You know, you just worked with Diplo and Polo G on Heartbroken.
Marin Morris on Texas. Just join Jelly Roll on stage. I think we're kind of covering every <laughs> single type of artist there is that's at the top of their game right now. I'm trying, dude. At just 19 years old, Jessie is currently in the middle of her second headlining tour. While most artists remark on the draining aspect of being on the road, it's quite the opposite for Jessie, as it's where she feels the most alive. So, tour, uh, let's talk this for a second. Cowboys and Angels, you're busy. You are all over the place. I'm talking like back-to-back nights, maybe a night off here or there across the U.S. Some of them, I know you're... you're playing certain rooms because that's what was available on a certain day. I mean, you're crisscrossing. One day you're in Chicago, another day you're in Los Angeles. How are you uh, mentally staying healthy when it comes to touring and, and constantly being on the move, but still being the best version of you? Yeah, I mean, I think tour is actually one of the like best times for me mentally, just because I, it's so healing. It's so f-ing healing. And I don't know, getting to do that every night is truly the best part of being an artist, in my opinion. And it's, I'm just so grateful. I don't, I don't feel like I have time to be down almost, but yeah, I'm, I'm really good right now. I like that. I like that. Um, you use the word healing. I, I know a lot of artists kind of approach this in different ways and you do have to be careful. I, and it's, you know, it seems like you're, you're pretty aware of just making sure you're not getting too burnt out night after night and that kind of thing. But if you're using this as a therapeutic outlet, that's amazing. Do you find yourself, um, being more creative while on tour like you're constantly wanting to get back to a studio and write or are you kind of in the mindset of like no this is the the uh, drowning era this is the cowboys and angels tour this is what i'm living in and i'm being present in this for a little bit traditionally i guess i've only been on one or one headline tour and then i opened for someone a while ago but um i during those tours i didn't write i like take the time to just live life because i think that's such an important part of writing and i have to have experiences to write about so i think i'm just gonna try and do this tour and be present and be here and soak it all up and then when i get home i'm just gonna go crazy on writing (laughs) how fast is the writing for you because i know it can vary i mean are you in one writing room and you're like okay i kind of already know the direction or is it is it one of are you a perfectionist and you're taking forever to finally nail in on what that sound is or that song is um i it depends on the song it depends on the day it depends on what i'm going through um the times when i'm like going through something and i i need to write about it it comes out much faster um and the song always ends up being much better as well but yeah it depends sometimes i'll do like two sessions a day and write multiple songs and sometimes it's like a struggle to write a song and it takes a while but yeah it depends your stuff uh hits a little heavier than others
songs definitely, I would imagine, takes you back to a certain mindset of where you were or what you were experiencing when you wrote that. Do you find that difficult to perform or is it healing and therapeutic and you're just like, no, I can separate myself from that that time and place? Um, Definitely difficult to perform, but at the same time, it's I'm not doing it alone. It'd be different if they were just like sitting there staring at me or like talking while I was singing, but... <laughs> They, um, they sing right. They sing it with me, so like it, it's on that side of things. It's therapeutic. I need y'all on team. Let's go. But if they weren't singing along, it'd be um, quite painful. <laughs> Despite growing up in Huntsville, Alabama, where she did not feel encouraged to be herself by the conservative townspeople, Jessie, who started singing at age 11, received a lot of support from her parents, who were also musicians. What really strikes me talking to you, and I'm sure you hear this a thousand times, so I want to clarify, um, people will often look at your age and go, okay, like this is incredible what you're doing at your age, but it, it's not new to you. You've been doing this since you were 11. Nothing to lose. Fire away, fire away. Make your shirt and I'll take your aim. Fire away, fire away. You shoot me down, but I won't fall. I'm titanium. Shoot me down, but I won't fall. I'm titanium. You've had the support and encouragement to do this from a young age, too. I've heard you speak very fondly of how your, your parents were very supportive of that and they didn't try to stifle this. Um, I did hear something. I want to clarify this, that you wrote contracts for yourself that you would make yourself sign at a young age, at like 11, because you were like, OK, let's, let's run a music deal up here. <laughs> Yeah, I very young age. I still have those. It's so crazy to go look at them. Now. You really? That's amazing. I do. I still have them. Um, but yeah, I did used to do that. I knew what I wanted to do at a very young age. And yeah, I'm grateful for that. I think that's important. I, I'm similar in that sense where I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be around music and talk to people and be on stage at around the same time when I was 11 or 12. And I had a lot of people tell me like, that will change, you know, kind of that, like, that's cute. Let me know. Right. And right. obviously that's not always the case. Sometimes it's, it doesn't have to be everyone's path, but sometimes we do know. So what advice do you have for kids that are in that space and maybe their parents aren't as supportive or they're, they're trying to love in a different kind of way, but the kid just needs to know like, hey, no, like me, Maybe that's the right path. You got to persevere through that. I think it has to do a lot with obsession. And I think if like if a kid's obsessed with something yeah. and as a parent, you're like looking at that and you're like they're obsessed and they they're trying so hard. I think also like you just you got to show them sometimes I it's all in the like posting videos or like writing songs. I don't know. These people, they are if you if you're obsessed with it it'll work and if you love it and if you just really put everything you have into it i think that that says enough in itself 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's also a lot of discipline coming from your end too. You did so many different sports from ice skating to cheer to track. Uh, and we, I've heard the stories of, you know, how maybe the cheer coaches weren't thrilled with your quote unquote image and, and you got disciplined to keep running through that. Do you think that uh, some of the discipline you've learned from sports is applicable to music in your career? For sure. I think it's applicable. That's a great word. Applicable to, to life in general. It. I'm not this smart. I promise. I'm just like, I'm gonna, it's one of those, you know, when you learn something new and you're like, out. I'm going to use this every time I can. A hundred percent. That's a good one. I'm going to have to use that. But um, yeah, no, I'd say it's translated to life, especially cheer. I mean, there is that like twinge of that part of my life is a little, fucked, but I learned so much and so much discipline from that, that. I'm, I'm a very hard worker. I'm a very, very hard worker. That's yeah. very apparent. And that translates. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do want to touch on two things. Uh, Keeping in the vein of being, you know, younger and knowing that you wanted to be in music and then persevering through that uh, manifestations, a, a word that we hear a lot today. Uh, I've, I've heard about the journals and, and that I, you still have those and you wrote like, this is what I want to do. Um, how much power is there in the difference between writing that you wanted you do something and then like putting it off the side versus like telling yourself that every single day? Mm, that's a great question. I, I think it's a lot to do with like emotion and mixed with like effort, I guess. But I think doing that repetitively and like really, you just have to be obsessed with something. I really think that's the answer to a lot of things. I, but yeah, writing it every day is, I think does a lot, did a lot for me. So I don't know. Like many new artists, nowadays people are finding their big break through social media. Jessie is among those artists who found her audience through TikTok, which eventually led to her signing a record deal with Columbia Records in 2021. And it's not just record labels that noticed her. Even big name artists like Drake are now following Jessie's career. The obsession um, with music is very apparent too. Obviously, you started on YouTube that translated to TikTok. For kids that are looking to get started right now and they just want to get their art out there, do you think TikTok's still it? Or are we in kind of that transitional page and maybe we don't know what the next thing is yet to uh, get their music out there? Or is it just about like getting it up and doesn't matter where it goes? I think anywhere, but TikTok 100% is still it. I think that like there's so much opportunity and with TikTok also, it doesn't, it's not like you post once and it's, you're, it's viral or whatever. It. It's you're a done. fucking, yeah. right. Yeah. No, a lot of people get discouraged because it doesn't work the first, like however many times, but you just have to keep posting. I posted like a thousand times of singing videos before one of them, like, but yeah, you just have to keep going with it. Yeah. And, and not for nothing too, even when you have quote unquote made it or you, you signed the uh, record contract after writing one for yourself for, for many, many years, um, <laughs> when you post a reel or a TikTok and it has a lyric like, I got a thing for the heartlick on ice, short days and long nights, marbles at the window, middle finger to the sky. And someone like Champagne Poppy, Drake recognizes that and follows you from that reel. <laughs> oh. I, I'm still trying to unpack that. I can't do it. <laughs> You're like, I'm not ready to talk about this yet. Uh, of course, it's the new single, Wild Ones. But obviously, it's good if Drake's like, hey, not only am I watching this, I'm going to go ahead and follow her from it. Best day of my life. 
that <laughs> for now for now we're always but that's that's very, for now. very cool yeah, yeah. Uh, in the meantime though Heartbroken Polo G Diplo music video is out now also I'm a big fan of the Texas mu- music video I like Marin too she's awesome um, thank you another cheat code for artists to gain new fans is to do cover songs which Jesse does simply because she loves it final question because I've, I've seen videos of you covering Carrie Underwood before he cheats <laughs> Rihanna State cover. When it comes to covers, is this something you're constantly like trying out during sound checks or is it like, you know, I'm not going to bring something to an audience until I know that I can make this mine? Oh, no, I'll do it like on the spot. I could do. I love switching it up. Those were my two, my go to for a long time. I love both of those. Um, Yeah. Any songs right now that you're like, maybe you haven't tried yet, but you're like, maybe I'll give that a go. Yeah, I'm I'm doing Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So she's such a dope. That's yeah. She's awesome. Jesse Murph, again, heartbroken, the single out now, Apology and Diplo, a lot of big things coming. I think that goes without saying, but I I really, um, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me so early in your career. And I, I look forward to crossing paths soon. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. To see more of this conversation, search Spout Podcast on all social networks and be sure to subscribe and follow. Plus, sign up at spoutpodcast.com to win tickets, merch, or even the chance to meet our guests. This episode of The Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media, written and narrated by Tamara Dia, produced by Mark Long, and created by Phil Becker.